What up? We are back once again today. It is time to get the ball rolling. So glad to be back with you guys again today. Wow, uh, I am really excited to do this uh, podcast today. As you can tell from my uh, overwhelming enthusiasm, super excited to talk about uh, the FBS and all that it entails and get ready to go forward. Uh, a fun fact about uh, this podcast, I'm actually getting ready uh, right now to leave to go to Northern Utah. My sister-in-law is getting married, so I will be gone, uh, which makes it a little bit more fun. I'll be back in St. George, don't worry. Uh, I'm racing this weekend in Cedar City, so a lot of fun things are going on, and uh, I really wish that SUU was playing at home this weekend against Weber State, but they are on the road, uh, sadly, And uh, but my team, uh, my school, Dixie State, is taking on Simon Frazier. Uh, a little bit of D2 action down here in St. George. Alrighty, so we're going to jump right into the FBS. Now, like we talked a little bit about in the, on the Monday podcast, Auburn falls in the swamp, right? And it was, I guess it wasn't much of a surprise. Uh, Bo Nix, he played all right. Defense played all right. Florida just played it a little bit better. And I don't think this is an indictment of Auburn as much as it is is Dan Mullen got that Florida team ready to go. Uh, I have been very critical of Florida this year. I don't think that uh, they're as good as what every, well what the record suggests or what anybody really thinks of them. I mean, again, it goes back to a lot of things. You can't tell me by beating Towson and UT Martin that you're you're the king of the world. <laughs> like, And I don't mean that in a rude way to them, but... Uh, how are they number seven in the nation when they have those two wins on their schedule? I mean, congratulations, you won, but you should win those games. Like, you know, uh, you, you barely beat Kentucky on the road. Uh, you beat Tennessee. So outside of that, what do you really have to hang your hat on? And uh, I understand that you beat Auburn, but it was at home. I want to be, I've been very critical of this Florida team, and I think it's rightfully so that, you know, what I've been saying is, is, is true to a fact. You know what? Talk to me at the end of the year if you beat LSU, Georgia, and Florida State. Florida State's not, I mean, it's it's at home. I'm sorry, I thought it was neutral site. But you still had to win a couple of these games. The majority of your games are even at home. South Carolina is really not that good. So you're on the road against South Carolina. You should win. Georgia, it's a neutral site game. It does not, I mean, it's in Jacksonville. You don't leave your state. Um, you have Vanderbilt. You have Missouri. I mean, Florida, you should win these games, and it's kind of, I wouldn't say embarrassing, uh, but, you know, going out and, and people are have been talking, oh man, can they make a run on the national championship? No, no, Georgia is five times better than this team, and will roll this Florida team. Now their defense is stout, their offense uh, definitely needs some help. Uh, uh, the UCF uh, Cincinnati game, it was one of our games last week, uh, game of the week, and it might have been the game of the year. If any of you guys missed it, I would suggest that you look it up, try to find it somewhere online, because it was such an amazing game. Uh, UCF stayed ahead, UCF made a lot of uh, mental errors, uh, mistakes that you can't come back from, uh, basically, and Cincinnati is good. Uh, the first year under Luke Fickle, they went 4-8, last year they go 12-2. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to overreact to Cincinnati. I've been a Cincinnati fan. They're actually uh, one of the teams that I follow very closely uh, just because uh, 
way back when, when they would play in in the Big East and they would play against West Virginia and Louis, my brother liked Louisville. I liked West Virginia. Uh, I also liked Cincinnati because I remember one year Cincinnati beat Louisville, ended up messing Louisville's schedule up. I was just happy. And I don't remember. And from then, I even actually have a Cincinnati shirt. I wear it all the time. It's pretty nice, soft uh, T-shirt. So I'm just saying that it, it's a really good team to uh, to look at and to to overall just be impressed with. I, I really am impressed with this uh, Cincinnati uh, football team. And it was such a good game. I mean, it came down to the wire. UCF could have won. They ended up de- – they lose the, the, the regular season – well, America, sorry, American Athletic win streak uh, because you know Pitts, Pittsburgh beat them the week. Uh, what was it a week before? Yeah, so kind of crazy UCF, but I don't think that that shows anything uh, that UCF is digressing. I just think it's it's saying that Cincinnati stepping up. Uh, rest of the unbeaten's, we'll go through that in a second. Um, uh, Jonathan Smith. Here's a fun tidbit. Uh, Jonathan Smith and Chip Kelly have enter entered the same at the same time into the Pac-12. Now, this might be confusing because you're going to think Chip Kelly at Oregon. No, I'm going to talk about Chip Kelly just at UCLA. Uh, Jonathan Smith is in his second year, uh, and Chip Kelly is in his second year. And by the win this last weekend when Oregon State went on the road and beat UCLA, um, makes it so that Jonathan Smith has more Pac-12 wins at Oregon State than Chip Kelly does at UCLA. Blows my mind. I love the Beavers. If you would ask my wife, she loves the Beavers. Uh, she wears she. That's like one of the one schools that she will wear. Uh, trying to get her kind of involved. She loves them, and that is insane to me because this. I mean, we follow them really close, and they're really not that good of a team. Uh, their defense is the is the big liability. I mean, Jake Lutton and uh, Isaiah Hodgins are just absolutely amazing. But kind of a, a crazy stat for you there, uh, Chip Kelly. <laughs> uh, Things are starting to turn bad, turn sour in Pasadena, and I don't know how you fix it because if you can't, if Chip Kelly can't get your program turned around, I think there's some bigger issues, uh, you know, university wide more so than anything than uh, than just Chip Kelly than than just the football program. Uh, another one is uh, Michigan lives to see another day. Uh, they did beat Iowa, a score of ten to three. Their defense was the major well was the reason they won. Uh, Shea Patterson didn't play really well. And, and people have been bashing on Harbaugh. Now, I want to I wanna remind you guys, what was the Michigan culture like before he got there? Rich Rod? He kind of slick Rich Rod. Uh, I liked him at West Virginia, but when he got to Michigan, he just kind of seemed skeevy. He tried to put in the spread offense when he ran at West Virginia, at, at Michigan in the big 10 and it didn't work at that moment. Obviously now you see Ohio State capitalizing on it and and some of these other teams, but it just didn't work in the Big 12 for the Big 12 at the time and he didn't have the athletes to do so. So he then goes out and recruits all of these athletes, right? For for 4 years, I believe it was there 4 years, maybe 5. And he just he he ends up getting fired or ends up leaving, however you want to call it. Uh, they bring in Brady Hoke, which he really uh, his resume going into it, he should have never have gotten the Michigan job. I think Michigan should have went out and found a better uh, person. But again, he kind of runs a spread style offense, and now Harbaugh comes here and he's dealing with like basically two generations of coaches almost the last decade, I think it was eight years of just spread. And I mean like crazy quick athletes, but not like enough substance. Like, and he tries to put his offense in 
And, uh, I mean, he, he turns it around and gets some double-digit wins. And then it just doesn't end up working. And people, well, now he's switched up the offense, brought somebody else in. I think a lot of the critics were, were criticizing him for calling the plays and stuff like that. But, honestly, he hasn't had a quarterback that he has recruited and he has developed. Shea Patterson, he was recruited to Ole Miss. Now, I believe he was recruited under Hugh Freeze. And uh, when Hugh Freeze was let go, that's why he made his jump to Michigan. So, I mean, Shea Patterson really isn't that good, obviously, because if he was that good, he would have went to the big one of the bigger SEC schools or he would have been recruited higher than what he was. He went to Ole Miss and, and nothing against them. They're a decent team. At the time, right now, not not as much, but you, you, you're starting to see what I'm saying. Like, you got to give Harbaugh just a little bit of time. The defense looks amazing. On the offense, let him recruit his quarterback. If when if McCaffrey gets up here uh, next year, when uh, when it's all said and done, and he and he's the leader, uh, McC Christian McCaffrey's little brother, and uh, he leads the Wolverines, it's going to be Jim Harbaugh's like kid to you know is his project that he brought up look at what what harbaugh did with alex smith look what he did with colin kaepernick he can develop quarterbacks please don't sell the vote on him yet i personally think it's more on the offensive coordinator and shea patterson for not playing as good as as what they have been but uh don't don't indict uh jim harbaugh i i think that is kind of rude and uh, you don't really understand the whole system uh i have watched michigan the entire my entire life and uh i remember way back when uh you know the old michigan teams and stuff like that and uh, you know what if you're getting a double digit win season congratulations now i will say this about harbaugh he has to beat sparty he has to beat ohio notre dame not so much if you lose to notre dame notre dame is a really good team but it is in the big house. You should not lose in the big house. You know, they, they, they went on the road. They lost in Camp Randall. Okay, whatever. But with these three rivals at home, you have to win those games. That that That's, you know, uh, records against rivals. That matters uh, at Michigan. So at the end of the year, if we look at it and he goes 1-2 and two, or if he goes 0-3, oh even 2-1, and one, I mean, you can make an argument for him. But, like, he's still a really good coach. I understand that his timetable is not – he's not winning national championships, but he didn't win a national championship at Stanford either. So I I just kind of confuse what people are grasping at. Like he's a really good coach, and uh, getting to the Sugar Bowl or getting to a New Year's Day Six Bowl might just be what his goal is. And I understand that everyone wants to see Michigan in the national championship, but – I don't know. I, I just don't think to, to sell it out. I think you got to understand who he is. And uh, yeah, he wants to win a national championship, but he's never done it before. It's not like he has a secret formula. Now he got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that uh, he did it at a time where people weren't ready for, for that Colin Kaepernick-like style to be in, in place. And that's why it ended up happening the way it did. But hey, the Ravens won. So again, he's never he's never elevated past that and if and if you can if michigan's happy getting 10 wins 11 wins a season you know keep him if you're not i don't know who else out there on the market that can honestly you look at it i mean there's a couple of fcs coaches that you might want to go for sorry that was my pen uh that you might want to uh to think about hiring but other than that who who do you go after 
I honestly don't, I can't think of anybody out there that would be a better replacement for Jim Harbaugh that would win or have the opportunity to win like him. All right, that was a little rant for you guys, but hey, they hold on. They live to see another day. They're taking on Illinois this weekend. Uh, the rest of the unbeaten teams, we have LSU, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Florida, Penn State, Boise State, Wake Forest, SMU, Appalachian State, Baylor, Memphis, and Minnesota. And uh, that is 16 teams. And... So kind of crazy that we're 16 already through week uh, six weeks of of play. Um, Minnesota has almost lost. I honestly, I swear to you, every single game outside of the Purdue game, even the Purdue game, they ended up coming back. And if you've seen those Purdue helmets, go look up their moon landing helmets. They're legit. Anyway, um, SMU it took double overtime to beat Tulsa, which is a really weak Tulsa team. Uh, Wake Forest has had a couple of pretty good wins. Boise State ended up beating. Uh, has played well, uh, but you know, up, up, up top, Bama's, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, they're all in the same conference. You might get one of them to go undefeated. Uh, Clemson, I think, will run away with ACC. Ohio, uh, personally, I mean, you have Ohio, Penn State, that they will play each other, but uh, Ohio State, if they beat Michigan, I mean, this team, they're going to be world beaters. They, they're they a really good, uh, talented team. I think Justin Fields is a little uh, limited. I think they run about 10% of the playbook uh, because of his limitations. And I think his limitations is youth, uh, learning the schemes and stuff like that. There's been a couple times where I was like, I don't know if I really like uh, what I saw out of it. He's really good. I'm not taking that away from him. I just think that the supporting cast around him on the defense and on the offensive line and J.K. Dobbins, I mean, he has a really, really good supporting cast. So those mistakes don't go unnoticed unless you're really training. You really see, okay, that's where he made a mistake. He made a wrong read here, but, you know, so-and-so bailed him out or his line got a good enough blocking that he was able to make a play with his feet instead of you know, having to throw the ball. But again, uh, Jacob Eason obviously doesn't look as, as, as good as what, I mean, he's good, not as good as what everybody expected him to be. Same thing. You know, Justin Field, everyone's talking, Oh, you know, what was Florida doing? Hey, Kirby smart. If you had all three of those quarterbacks, you went with Jake from, there's a reason why you did that. There is a reason. And uh, I want to say that over and over again. I think Georgia, uh, even though they might play a little bit easier of a schedule, uh, in my opinion, I think that side of the SEC is really weak. But you look at it like, you know, Jake Fromm beat him out. And so there's got to be a reason. These guys are not just going to throw uh, any guy that, you know, walks on or any guy, you know, playing intramural football on the, on, the, on the grass out there onto the team. We're talking about, you know, three top prospects. Well, why did Fromm beat him out? Well, there's a reason. And uh, I think that Kirby Smart and the Georgia staff saw that, and that's why they let him go, or they would have done something to be able to keep uh, Fields and Eason there. And, you know, Eason, I think uh, him paying the Pac-12 and the teams that he played, I think it's shown up his weaknesses a little bit earlier uh, than uh, Fields, and I think Fields, once we place, you know, a legit defense, uh, you will see the limitations that he has. Uh, we've already kind of went over the game of the week, so we uh, will skip that segment today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, next up. We'll be talking about uh, how important it is going undefeated uh, going forward for all of those 16 teams because a lot of our uh, teams will be pulled. Obviously, 99.9% the four teams, uh, four of the teams that I just said out of the 16 will be 
playing in the college football playoff come January time. And we'll go with our teams on our radar, uh, the radar teams coming up this this uh, week, and then the games of the week for week seven. So uh, hope you guys uh, stay tuned with us. We're going to step away with an ad break and uh, have all those fun segments coming up next. And uh, we've been we've been hitting really good on the teams on our radar. So listen and uh, look at the sports betting lines because you might want to be taking these teams and wins. All right. So after the ad break, coming back. Okay, back after the ad break. Uh, I got to talking. Uh, I've talked to a couple people about this, and it's honestly kind of hurt my brain to wrap it around, right? So we have 16 teams uh, that are left that are undefeated. Now, uh, obviously, that will not be the same. Uh, it just won't happen. Uh, a lot of these guys are in the same conference. Uh, a lot of these guys are... Teams that should that, that that we expect to be undefeated. I mean, Boise State. Uh, I mean, year in year out, just put up crazy numbers in the Mountain West. And uh, you know, congratulations. SMU has a really good story. We talked about them last Saturday on our Saturday special. And uh, overall, it's just been kind of uh, kind of a crazy year. There's a lot of undefeateds at the first this year, and I start thinking like, why? How important is it to go undefeated, right? Now, the college football playoff, the way it's set up and, and the bylaws and everything, it says that uh, they're going to take the four best teams in the nation. Now, that's the four best, regardless. I mean, they have to be the undisputed four favorites. Now, uh, I, I'm not going to get into whether we should expand the uh, playoff uh, or not. Uh, a lot of my friends know where I stand on that. I've changed my stance a little bit. But honestly... I look at, at a team like Ohio State right now. We're just gonna we're gonna choose them uh, just for uh, talking sake. We'll probably take a couple more. They'd be FAU. Mm, not much really good of a team. I mean, they're in this USA group of five, right? Cincinnati, tremendous team. Love their love their coach. Love everything about them. Uh, however, it was at home, and uh, it was at the first of the season. So you had a couple things playing for you. Cincinnati definitely played better against UCF than they did uh, against Ohio State. They blanked them. So that, I mean, that's all right. We'll, we'll give them all right. We'll give it like a that's like a B. Like you got a B. Ever uh, use like a D plus? Um, Miami, Ohio, uh, you played them. Oh, sorry, Indiana. Well, you had to play Indiana. Uh, but however, they're towards the bottom of on your side of the conference. Miami, Ohio, which is probably an F. I understand that you can't play everybody. But uh, what happened to the year where uh, 2017 when you played Oklahoma? Now, I, I understand you. Uh, in 2017, you did not go to a... Uh, a national championship or did not go to the playoff, but you played Oklahoma. It was a really good game at home and you lost. Okay. Just, 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 just setting some things up at Nebraska. Well, Nebraska is, I thought I saw right through their facade. I don't think they're really that good. I don't think they will win that side of the conference, but very critical of them this year. So uh, I'll give them a C. Uh, it's a C team. It's not anything better. Not as is average. Uh, and then Michigan state, which is probably a, B minus, which Michigan State uh, has lost to Arizona State, who, you know, they're all right, but they beat Tulsa, Western Michigan, Northwestern, uh, and Indiana, too. So it's not like they've been uh, world beaters either. So they're undefeated, but 
they have zero substance, but no, 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 they're undefeated, so they're automatically at the top. Well, you know what? They've put up some impressive numbers. I want to give Ohio that. Congratulations, you did that, but they're undefeated. Oh, well, well, why not? Why are we not getting a team like Auburn? Okay, so you've lost two games. You've lost against Oregon, or sorry, you beat Oregon. Uh, Auburn, you've only lost to Florida. What about if Auburn goes undefeated? We're going to put them in. But we know they're not going to because they have to play LSU. They have to play Alabama. You have to play, and you played Oregon in your preseason. So why is it so important to go undefeated? Most of these teams, we can we can take most of these other teams. We can look at Florida. Uh, we can look at Penn State. We can look at Wisconsin. Let's look at Penn State because they're just right here in the Big Big Ten as we're talking about it. You beat Idaho, Buffalo, and Pitt. You beat Maryland, Purdue. That's it. I mean, like, is that really, is that substance? Is that really anything? Those three non-conference games, do they really mean anything? I mean, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of ugly. Idaho, an FCS team, you played them at home. Buffalo, a MAC team. And Pittsburgh, you got to play because of the, because of the rivalry. Uh, you beat them at home. Why are we not? We want big matchups. So this is what I proposed. Uh, like in college basketball, and there's a lot of, there will be, uh, like, you know, you have the ACC Big Ten Challenge, where Duke will go on the road against Indiana, uh, you know, uh, Michigan will go, will uh, will play, uh, Michigan will go on the road to uh, Chapel Hill against North Carolina, and, and we have these conference crossovers. Why can we not put that in college football? Honestly, I think it would be so amazing. Take, like, the number one seed, take Alabama, they, they won the conference last year, we'll put them up against, like, the number three, number two team in the other conference, because you don't want one versus one, because, you know, after a while, is there are, everyone's going to have four losses, and we're going to be, you know, it's going to be even harder to figure it out, but put them up against a good team. Could you imagine right now, if we were watching Alabama against Wisconsin, and that was one of the games, that would be awesome. So, so, but I think there needs to be singularity across the board. I think the Pac-12, they play nine conference games, uh, the Big Ten plays nine conference games, limit that, go to eight. Go to eight, have four teams. And then the Power Five conferences, you know, one year not, you're not going to play one conference. You know, lucky you if it's the SEC or the Big 12, you know, and you pull the Pac-12 because even though I think the Pac-12 is, is an amazing conference, they always beat up on each other. So you're starting to get these conference crossovers. And if you want to see somebody play, we want to see UCF. We wanted to see UCF two years ago. I did not because I was uh, I was against them uh, for a myriad of reasons, mainly because my friends just kept on making fun of me because Auburn lost UCF. But um, you look at it, you're like, okay, UCF, if you really want to play, let's put up the American Athletic, let's put up the best of the American Athletic against the best of the Big 12. UCF, Oklahoma, hey, you know what, Oklahoma, you're even going to go on the road to UCF. And guess what? If you lose that game, you have notoriety because you actually took the shot to take it. Honestly, playing Buffalo, playing Miami, Miami Ohio, playing Panera Bread, playing uh, you know, Bo Diddley Tech. No, do not play those teams, please. I understand. You know, and and I've been very critical of North Dakota State too in the FCS. North Dakota State schedule somebody, schedule Kansas State. You know how cool that would be. What about if North Dakota State went to uh, went on the road and goes and beats Kansas State in Manhattan, or Kansas State goes up to Fargo and beats them? Crazy. That would be such a good game. That's what's lacking college football. The Everything is, is is the system itself is great. There's urgency. It has you only have twelve games uh, versus you know the NFL has sixteen. So you only, so it's less of a season. Number two, you're you're playing to be pro, so you you've got to stand out in those twelve games. You have less time. The urgency is huge. Well, competition. Well, a lot of people say the SEC is better than anybody. Well, let's put up Clemson. Let's play Clemson against Auburn. 
let's see it. Week one, week two, week three. Who even needs to put it up? Put it week nine so we can see some good defenses. And if you lose, who cares, Clemson, if you lose that game? It's supposed to be the best teams. It shouldn't be wins and losses should be it should be a part of it, but it can't be the whole thing because everyone's going, well, you know, they beat them. Well, they lost them. Well, we're talking about the four best teams in college football. And honestly, the majority of the time you can look at it, you go, that team is number one. That team's number two. That team's number three. Right now, I understand that Clemson, and I've said this in the in the, in the the FCS podcast a lot because I rank, I have my top 15, but Clemson's a champion until proven otherwise. But they do not look like the best team in college football right now. Oklahoma looks good. Georgia looks good. Alabama looks good. Uh, Ohio State looks good. A lot of these teams, even Auburn looks a little bit better than Clemson. Now they did slip up against North Carolina, but they won. But what does it matter? That should go against you. A win against a a lesser opponent. uh, Now it was on the road. If it was at home, it would be a different story. But a win against a lesser opponent uh, and you struggled against them, only beat them by one, that should go against you. You're not the best team in the nation with that. No. So I, I, I'm tired of people thinking that being un- undefeated is important. Get rid of that. We need to get rid of that stigma right now. Who cares if you lose a game? I understand we all want to win, and it's great. And and I see it in, in, in Little League sports all the time where they get all the best players uh, on one team, then they go out and they're world beaters. Well, they're the best. Okay, well, you won your city. Congratulations. You go over to the another city they have you know five kids better than your best kid that's what happens i saw it in my own city i don't want i'm not going to call anybody out i'm not going to say you know city names or whatever but from my own city i saw it over and over again my city tried to be fair in football and basketball oh no well, well, well you guys can just do a draft and you you can get half the good players you get half the good players. we go down and we get our butt thumped against all these other teams because they put all their best players on one team they they did it and guess what? If we lost, we could still make the playoffs. That, that's what should matter. You know, it shouldn't. And, and I understand a lot of people are saying, no, expansion, expansion, expansion. You know, look at this year. We have 16 teams. Well, honestly, 16 teams, that, that just shows that there's a lack of it. There's a breakdown in the system itself. Let's, let's lessen that. Back in the day, people didn't go undefeated. They even had ties. SMU tied against Arkansas and did not make the national championship because they tied. That should how it should be. That's what the BCS was lacking because they put one versus two. Alabama, LSU, those were not the two best teams that year. Maybe one of them, Alabama. But the other, but LSU, no, that was not the number two, one, two team in the nation. That's when you messed up. And the other four, Notre Dame last year, I don't care if you are undefeated Notre Dame. You do not deserve to be in there because you play nobody. Year in and year out. You played Georgia this year, and guess what? You lost. And then two years ago, you played Georgia, and you lost. Play somebody, please. I understand you can't control it. And that's another thing. Get rid of the scheduling thing of, of scheduling five, six years out. Utah just scheduled Florida for, I think it was like 2024. Who cares what's going on in 2024? Let's fix 2020 right now. Let's get that one fixed. Utah, let's not play Northern Illinois. Utah, let's play somebody. Well, you know, Pac-12. So let's drop it down. Let's go eight games across the board. Power five should be equal across the board. That's just what I've been saying. I've been ranting about this law. I know I'm sorry, but being undefeated should not matter as much as looking at the eye test, looking at statistics and saying these are the four best teams. And for the most part, they've gotten it right. I mean, you know, I I would disagree with Ohio. I thought TCU should have got in, but they weren't going to make the definitive statement between TCU and Baylor. So they went with Ohio State. But anyway, so there's that. All right, here we go. So we're going to be moving on to teams on our radar. Uh, I'm also going to be doing another podcast where I describe uh, some of the ideas that I have uh, going forward with this. Um, 
So we'll we'll do that. That will probably be you know uh, off season kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, so teams on our radar. Number one, we have Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is a man on a mission. I love watching Oklahoma. Struggled in the first quarter, I think against Kansas. People were like, "Oh my goodness, no, it's okay." They struggled. Uh, Lincoln Riley is a quarterback whisper. He could potentially have three number one picks coming out of college, and uh, you see that Baker struggling, not being away from him, or you know. He, Baker doesn't have Lincoln Riley. He's a quarterback whisperer, and he's starting to digress. And I and now Cliff Kingsbury is a really good quarterbacks coach, so I think he'll be a little bit better with Kyler Murray. You won't see it, but Lincoln Riley might be one of the best in the biz. Right up next there with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, next up for uh, Oklahoma, they have they take on Texas in the Red River rivalry this weekend. Uh, another one, another team. We have Liberty, the Flames. Now, uh, congratulations to them, uh, Coach Hugh Freeze. Really, uh, you know saving his image, his character, and uh, hey, they went four, they're they're on a four-game winning streak, they're four and two, now it's not against, again, the best competition, but they are just Liberty, they're just barely transitioning into the FBS. Uh, this is their first year of el- bowl eligibility, so they just need two more wins. Uh, they play UMass, Records, uh, New Mexico State, uh, they have a couple other teams that they could potentially win in there, and we might be seeing the Flames in the postseason play, and congratulations to them. Get out of being an independent, get into a conference, uh, see whoever takes you, Hopefully, the American Athletic takes them. No more than I think about it. They're they're in Virginia. Uh, they could move up or uh, go into the CUSA uh, if one of the other teams gets picked to go into the American. But uh, get into a conference. But uh, really excited to see what this Liberty team can do going four and zero in the last four games. That's big time. Uh, you play Maine. Uh, this weekend, uh, they'll probably get a win there. Maine's a really, really good football team, uh, but Liberty stepped up for a reason. Uh, I would love to see if Maine could get an upset because Maine has uh, had a couple of rough weeks here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, next, uh, another team on our radar, our number three team on our radar, Cincy. Uh, they balled out against UCF. I can't take anything away from that. Uh, I was a little skeptical going into the season. Uh, a lot of people picked picked them to win that uh, conference. I had UCF. Uh, I picked wrong. I'm going to be honest here. I should have picked Cincy, but I was like, you know, Cincy went 4-8 and eight two years ago. Can Luke Fickle, I mean, hey, you know what? He's got it. Congratulations to him. Uh, you took away my, uh, my thoughts. Uh, Tyler was wrong here. I was wrong. And uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, next up, they are on the road uh, in Houston. So another really big game. Doesn't look like Houston's going to be as good as what they were predicted in the preseason. So uh, kind of interesting game to watch. Uh, Hawaii, uh, right now they're 4-1, and one, looking to probably win their side of the conference. But they're on the road uh, at the Smurf Turf this week. Uh, so I mean, I'm calling out a lot of our games of the week. But uh, you know what? They're looking really good. Going 4-1, and one, your only losses to Washington. Looking really good. I'm excited. They absolutely destroyed Nevada a couple weeks ago uh, on the road in Reno. So I'm excited to see how this team will uh, adjust. It's been so cold in northern Utah and northern Idaho. Uh, at least that's what I've been told. It's like 80 degrees down here in St. George, and it's beautiful. So uh, kind of an interesting uh, little dynamic to see if Hawaii can travel. Uh, and the other team are fifth and – well – fifth team on our radar is Middle Tennessee State. They beat Marshall. They went to the Conference USA Championship last year and I was skeptical. Once again, I need to stop being skeptical of uh, Middle Tennessee State. They're a really good team. Uh, the, the biggest test this next these next couple uh, weeks are on the road against FAU, on the road against North Texas. Two really good uh, football teams, but I would not be surprised if they went 2-0. Um, if they split it, congratulations, you split it, but they're looking to, uh, if they beat FAU, they're 
they have that that uh, side of the conference pretty much on lock, and uh, it's theirs to lose. And of course, as always, and I still don't understand how they are not ranked. I've been on this team all year. The four and one to Lane Green Waves are only losses to Auburn, and it was twenty four to six. Listen to that, twenty four to six. That's not much of a butt whooping. That's only eighteen points. Well, Auburn could have put up a lot more points. Tulane is legit. They win in. They beat Army. They've got some uh, pretty good. Uh, they're next up against UConn, and then they're at Memphis. So we'll find out a little bit more uh, about this team. But that win against Army, how do you not put them in the top 25? People that vote, please put them in the top 25. I love this team. They deserve it. They will always be on our teams to watch until they get into the top 25. And then I'll probably not be touting it a little bit. But I've been saying since week one, this team is legit. Justin McMillan is legit. Watch out for Willie Fritz and the gold and the green wave. All right. Um, next up, we'll be going over the games of the week. And these are our games of the week. Uh, for the overall game of the week, obviously, Red River Rowery, Oklahoma against Texas. Going to answer a lot of questions about both teams to see, uh, you know, Oklahoma stuttered a little bit in the first half, first quarter of the game against Kansas. They put them on, put it on after. Uh, we'll see what Texas, how legit they are. Uh, if they hang around with, uh, you know, like they did with uh you know, the, with LSU, then we'll know, uh, kind of, you know, it's a really good indicator of where Oklahoma is uh, compared to the SEC. Uh, the, the other game of the week uh, out of the uh, group of five conference or group of five conferences is uh, Temple against Memphis, their home Memphis. This is their first time uh, on the road against a pretty good Temple Owls team uh, in you know, American Athletic play, so we'll see if they're able to squeeze out a win against the Owls. If not, that uh, has big implications out of there, out of the uh, AAC. Uh, for the rest of the FBS, L uh, out of the SEC, we have LSU against Florida. I know that I had Auburn and Florida last week, but uh, Battle of Unbeatens. Is LSU for real? Uh, how is their defense going to stack up against uh, offense? How will the offense go against uh, probably a top 10 defense in the, in the nation? A lot of questions here. We'll see what goes on with uh, the Bayou Bengals. Out of the Big Ten, we have Penn State, uh, Iowa. Again, Penn State is one of our other unbeatens. Um, I want to know if Penn State is as good as their record, if they can go on the road to Iowa. Iowa didn't play really good against Michigan, so hopefully they can get some of their uh, those uh, issues and those kinks uh, worked out, and hopefully they can get a win. Uh, if not, Penn State is going to remain undefeated and uh, looking to take on Michigan and Ohio State out of that side of the conference. Out of the ACC, we have Wake Forest home against Louisville. Uh, I've talked a lot about Louisville with other people, not so much on the show. Uh, I've been impressed with uh, what they've been able to do. Scott Satterfield is a great coach and I shouldn't have uh, I thought that they would uh, be par for the course which was uh, two and ten three and nine this year they've already got three wins so you know even my uh, you know crazy prediction of, of three and nine right uh, they're going to beat it and uh, congratulations to them Wake Forest is still undefeated so this will be a big test for them as well uh, but they're home Against Louisville, I love Louisville. I want to see uh, how far these guys can go. Uh, next, we have the Big 12. Baylor, uh, home against Texas Tech. Texas Tech just knocked off Oklahoma State, and Baylor uh, just knocked off Kansas State. This is uh, A lot of people are saying that Baylor could uh, mix up the Big 12 title race. I personally think it's Iowa State. Uh, watch out for Iowa State. I know Baylor beat them, uh, but uh, I would still be weary, very weary of that team. Baylor's looking good, though through the first uh, four or five games. Uh, out of the Pac-12, we have Wazoo taking on Arizona State. Mike Leach, uh, his, I believe his defensive coordinator just quit and uh, or resigned. 
uh, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're on the road against Arizona State. Arizona State, Jane Daniels, I've been, I was uh, kind of not made fun of him, but I was like, yo, are you as good as what you think you are? Uh, just because you're a freshman, can you really run Tempe? There's a reason why he is. He looks like a quarterback beyond his years. Give him two or three years. This kid's going to be lighting up the league. Uh, and in Wazoo, they are called soft after the Utah game. Uh, they've had a little bit of time to think about that, hopefully get things back on track. Uh, next up, we have Houston home against Cincy. I already alluded to it. Uh, with our uh, highlight of Cincinnati, uh, big. I, I think Houston's not as good as what we thought they would be at the first of the year due to uh, redshirt the new the redshirt rule of four and Derek King taking that off. But uh, hopefully, uh, it will be a good game, and we'll uh, we'll all be tuned in to be watching that game. Uh, out of the Mountain West, we have Hawaii at Boise State. Like I said, uh, can what will uh, this high flying Hawaii offense be able to do on the Smurf turf uh, in cold weather as well? Uh, I think that will answer a lot of our questions. Hawaii, this could be a preview of the uh, of the Mountain West Championship. So tune into this game because this is two really good offenses. Hank Bachmeyer leading the Broncos, and uh, Hawaii's looking good as well. I've been able to watch two of their games. They're a really impressive offense. Uh, out of the CUSA. We have so Miss against North Texas. Again, I don't really know where North Texas is at, uh, if they're as good as last year or if they might take a little bit of a step back. I want to say they're they're as good as last year, but we will see uh, after this game. And Southern Miss looks like they're kind of joining the party out of the COSA uh race between Southern Miss, UAB, and uh, North Texas on that side of the conference. Uh, out of the MAC, we have Ball State at EMU. Ball State just upset NIU. Congratulations to the, to, to them and uh, Mike New for, for doing that. EMU lost to CMU. Central Michigan, uh, and Eastern Michigan's looking to bounce back. I am a big Eastern Michigan fan. I've talked about them so much. Like, if you guys go back, I really do like this Eastern Michigan team. Uh, however, I want them to get back to a bowl game. I want back-to-back -back bowl games really bad right now. Uh, so I'll be cheering for Emu. We'll see what happens with Ball State playing as good as what they did against NIU. Uh, out of the Sun Belt, we have Georgia State at Coastal Carolina. There's a little caveat that, like, I, I think I said it on the Monday podcast. Look, uh, the, out of the Sun Belt, it's going to be really hard to cover them because they don't play on Saturdays. They'll play on Wednesday or uh, Thursdays and stuff like that. I believe uh, that Appalachian State and, and, and Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, play like like today as i'm recording it yeah so they play on wednesday i record this on wednesday and uh yeah they played a night uh six o'clock it would have been the game of the week but uh i can't really talk about a game that has happened or my reaction to a game that's happened when i have to record when i have to record right i guess you know so uh it's going to kind of change things up. Georgia State, uh, kind of a surprise out of the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, uh, I believe this is their third year in the Sun Belt, so looking to establish uh, a couple of wins, getting some rivalries going. So those are the games of the week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that uh, we make your week a little bit brighter. Uh, I think next week I'm going to venture on. I'll be out of the games of the week. I won't just be going over questions. I will be taking teams as well. Uh, one of the, the the feedback, I always tell you guys, you know, send in your feedback. Let me know what you think. A lot of people are like, you know, let us know who you take. Now, I a lot of outside of the games of the week, I usually say, uh, oh, if you listen, I'll say, oh, I want this team to win or this team should win and stuff like that. I want to start letting you guys know uh, I, I I keep my predictions really close to the chest. A lot of my uh, family members don't even know that, but I need to be more open with you guys, I think. And so you guys can know uh, we'll be looking at betting lines a little bit as well. So watch out. 
we might be starting that next week. Uh, we'll we'll see uh, how the games of the week tie up. Uh, anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Tell your family, tell your friends. Uh, continue to support. Uh, get the ball rolling. And until well, I hope you guys have a great week. We'll have our Saturday podcast. So until uh, Saturday, listen to our Saturday podcast. Enjoy the weekend. And until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.